0: we've got awards hall of fame and oh yeah the super bowl that's the focus of today's tdn daily And welcome into the Friday edition of the TDN Daily Podcast. Chris Schubert back with you here once again. Hope everybody has enjoyed the week, the last week of regular football in the NFL for a little bit of time. We will have to wait until that Hall of Fame game to kick off the preseason for our next dose of NFL football. One more week, one more game, one more Sunday left for us this Sunday with the Eagles and the Chiefs. We will talk about the awards that were given out last night, the Hall of Fame group. And, of course, I promised all week I will give you my prediction for the game on Sunday. But before we dive headfirst into that, got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online, who remain your number one source for all of your sports betting this season. You're always going to find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online, With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit all you got to do is make sure to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts and we're going to start by talking about the awards that were given out last night uh, mvp offensive player of the year defensive player of the year the offensive and defensive rookies of the year coach of the year all of that stuff that was given out last night give you my instant reaction uh, to all of that and we'll we'll start here everybody's got a ballot and the people who get those ballots they can do with them what they wish however they want to vote however however they see a specific award they are free to do so there are some some big things that I think are a little bit interesting uh, that we will talk about here uh, as we go but overall I think pretty good pretty good results from these uh, from these ballots last night we'll, we'll start I'm looking at a list here and in the order of the way that these were that these were given out, uh, assistant coach of the year, D'Amico Ryans, uh, feels about right, right? I mean, that San Francisco defense was with the linchpin of that team being able to survive all of the injuries to their quarterback and for them to be in the NFC title game. They just get hired as a head coach. I know that probably doesn't factor into the way uh, this goes down, but you, you feel pretty good uh, about that. The offensive player of the year, and look, this is always going to go to the best non-quarterback most of the time, right? The MVP is... is uh, kind of locked into being a quarterback uh, award unless somebody does something absolutely extraordinary at the position. And We certainly thought that Tyreek Hill and Justin Jefferson were on a pace to make it a tough conversation. They kind of fell off a little bit late and kind of ran out of gas in terms of being able to be in that conversation. But it is Justin Jefferson who wins the award with 35 votes. Uh, Patrick Mahomes finished second, Jalen Hurts third, Josh Allen and Tyreek Hill each got one vote uh, at the bar, one point at the bottom with the way uh, that they were given. So I think that one is another one that we got right. So two for two, feel pretty good about. Defensive player of the year. I don't think I'm surprised that it was Nick Bosa with, with you know, ultimately with the 18 and a half sacks, which led the league, two and a half more than anybody else. Uh, certainly worthy. The 46 voting, the points that he got, the overwhelming next player got two. Hassan Radek had two. Quinn Quinn Williams won. Chris Jones won. Michael Parsons didn't get a single first-place vote. I think that's really the interesting thing to me is that Nick Bosa was overwhelming Uh, Lee run away. from I thought it was Reddick had a great season. I think Quinn Williams is underrated. I'm glad to see he got some level of uh, support here with the one vote, and then Chris Jones got a vote as well. Listen, folks, we're going to talk about the rookie of the year. It's a great time to be a fan of the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I think they got this one completely right. Sauce Gardner, uh, the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, not only was he the best defensive rookie, he might have been the best player at his position this season. He might have been the best corner in football uh, this year. League-high 20 passes defensed, had the two picks, seven Five tackles. The Jets were one of the best defenses in the league last year because of Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, basically both of them shutting down one half of the field and making it very difficult for offenses to operate. And Sauce uh, late in that season, Teams just stopped going that way. It was almost Darrell Rivas-esque, and we'll get to him in a little bit, uh, getting in there as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And then for Garrett Wilson, I think the only competition Garrett Wilson might have faced at, at the Offensive Rookie of the Year would have been his own teammate if Brees Hall would have played. right? I think that's what opened the door for allow a guy to had 1,100 receiving yards, 83 receptions, led all rookies in both of those numbers. That's pretty impressive. And he's the first Jet rookie, rookie-wide receiver to have over 1,000 yards in the franchise history. So that's uh, pretty impressive. And those weren't particularly, uh, particularly close. Uh, the, the Rookie of the Year voting came out like this, 46 points for Sauce, three for Aiden Hutchinson, one for Tariq Woolen. Those would be the three names that I would have considered. Um, and then for, <clears throat> for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Garrett Wilson finished with 156 points, Kenneth Walker, 129 points, Brock Purdy, 78 points, Chris Olave, 50 points uh, in that order. I, I will say the new system, which is a 5-3-1 system, so first place, if you give him a first place vote, it's five points, uh, second place, three points, third place, one point, I believe is the way the new system um, works. Kenneth Walker and Brock Purdy, uh, you, those are the other two names that you had mentioned. I think Brock Purdy going undefeated as a San Francisco 49er quarterback certainly thrusted him into this conversation. I, I probably think what hurt him, not really his fault, he didn't play in the first half of the season because he wasn't expected to. Now, when he did come in, he was um, electric and helped that team go to the heights that they went. I think he deserves some sort of recognition. I think kind of where he finished up feels really good. The coach of the year is where it gets a little interesting. I have no issue with the winner. Brian Dable took a team. Head coach of the New York Giants took a team that was not anticipated to be anywhere close to being a playoff team. They were, we talked about it on drafted. We predicted that team probably would only get three or four wins. And he took that team to the playoffs. They won a playoff game and yet didn't end the way they wanted to do against Philadelphia. But he turned a culture around. He turned a city around. He turned a franchise around in one season. I have zero issue with Brian Dable being the winner. Kyle Shanahan, a very deserving second place. Right? When you think of the job that he did, being on his third-string quarterback by the by the latter part of the season, being able to find a way to win all of those games, scheme up his team to be able to win, to be a leader, to get that team galvanized. It could be very easy for them to have written themselves off after all the, all that quarterback um, injuries that, that hit that team, but he was able to get them rowing the boat in the right direction, and they went to an NFC Championship game. I look up and down this list. Sean McDermott was third, then Nick Siriani, Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, Dan Campbell, Kevin O'Connell. Okay, those are great names. Where? On earth is the love for my guy, Mike Tomlin. And this is not a legacy award, and so you can't really look at other things. But this dude, as a head coach, has never had a losing regular season. It's never happened. At one point during this year, it it looked over. It was done. They were out of it. They were out of the playoff race. He was finally going to have his first losing season. He was starting a rookie quarterback. All of those things were about to come crumbling down around Mike Tomlin. What happened? This team turned it around. They went on a run. They were in the mix in the final game of the regular season to be able, in the final week of the regular season, they, were, they had an opportunity to play for a playoff spot. And Mike Tomlin did get his winning record. He did keep that streak intact. If that doesn't get any representation, I don't say the guy's got to win it, but if that doesn't get any sort of representation in this ballot, what are we doing? He doesn't get a single vote that gets thrown his way? Doug Peterson probably should be higher up for what he was able to do and very quickly turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars. But listen, there are a lot of candidates. I think the coach of the year probably is seven or eight, nine players deep, nine coaches deep when you look at this. So I can understand the way it was split, but man, Mike Tomlin not getting any love I thought it was infuriating. On our TDN ballots, I had him uh, way high up there. I think I had him third on my list for the way that he finished the season and the way he was able to turn things around. Uh, The comeback player of the year, Geno Smith won at 28. uh, Christian McCaffrey second with 12. Saquon Barkley four. Brandon Graham two. Nick Gates two. Jared Goff one. J.J. Watt one. Listen, this award's always going to be divisive because I I think the question that you're going to ask is what what did Geno come back from? Being bad, not playing very well? Um, You know, I, I think... The comeback player of the year, and I've seen some people talk about this. the The NBA has a Most Improved Player award every year, and I think that's more in line. That's more in the spirit of what Geno Smith had. He is the Most Improved Player, went from being a backup quarterback in Seattle to leading this team to, a, to you know to, to uh, the heights that he had them in, uh, and being the quarterback that this team didn't think they didn't think they were going to have a, a starter capable of leading them uh, to a successful season and to be able to be in the mix late. You, you know, you look, you look at that and Geno Smith, a large portion, a large reason why that was able to be the case. So I think we got to split that award uh, moving forward. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know how quickly we are going to do that. Uh, we will talk about the Hall of Fame really quick. And I thought this was a very good class. I thought they they did this very, very well. There were a lot of deserving people. but I think they got to the right group. Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas. DeMarcus Ware, Zach Thomas finally goes in, Rondé Barber goes in, those five, and then you have the, the uh, Don Coryell, Joe Klecko, Ken Riley, and Chuck Howley are the other list I think the the other ones the, the ten people to not make the list and you can debate whether or not they should have gotten in, Devin Hester I think is one that people are going to be upset about Andre Johnson is somebody that I thought should have been considered Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt, Patrick Willis Dwight Freeney, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Darren Woodson, and, uh, and Albert Lewis are the ten finalists to not make the list, and then of course at the end of the night they get. Give away that MVP trophy uh, to Patrick Mahomes, and it was a runaway. Patrick Mahomes, 48, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, each with one point. Patrick Mahomes is reaching that LeBron James tier, shall I say, in the NBA, where realistically, that's probably the person that should get the award every season. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case, if there will be Patrick Mahomes fatigue. I mean, this is his second MVP. He's got all those accolades in the world that he got that he has in his very young career. And so I wonder if they'll get if there will be some fatigue and some other players will get it even in years where Patrick Mahomes is great, but maybe not as great as the the expectation is around Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of the LeBron James thing in the NBA. LeBron James for the large very large stretch of his career, maybe not so now, but probably 5 or 6 years ago, there was a stretch in which he's the most valuable player to his team. He should be the MVP every season, but they kind of don't look at the award that way. It's who can have the most outstanding season, who can kind of surprise you. Um and kind of go in that direction. And so Patrick Mahomes wins his second MVP. He's had a very, very fun start to his career, and now he's going to get to play in another Super Bowl here uh, in a couple of days, just two days from now and potentially try to uh, to add another Super Bowl, another Lombardi, another Super Bowl ring uh, to that accolade list that is growing very, very lengthy. A lot of awards for Patrick Mahomes that he needs to uh, clear some shelf space for because he keeps adding to it. So a fun way to kind of wrap up the season with all of those awards last night um, to, to g- get the Hall of Fame induction. And again, I thought they did a great job. I thought the five they picked uh, were... were very well deserving to be able to, uh, to to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they'll go into Canton there during the summer. One game left, and I have delayed this as long as I have could to not really put too much pressure on myself, but I did mention it, I believe it was yesterday, uh, on the, the Draft Dudes podcast. I am picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl on Sunday. And the Eagles have had an extraordinary season. The Eagles have maybe surprised and have and have played better than a lot of people anticipated. They're very well coached. Jalen Hurts has taken massive steps uh, forward. They have a great group up front on both lines, the D-line and the O-line. They can run the ball really well. Helps when you have some dynamic receivers in Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown. I get it. I get all of those things. And the Eagles are well-deserving, and the Eagles could very easily win this football game for all of the reasons that I just mentioned. But I'm going to take the quarterback that just won the MVP and I'm going to take the coach that's been here a couple of times and has been around the block and knows how to navigate the the nerves, the emotions, the atmosphere, the adrenaline that is able to be able to handle it all, has been here on both ends, has been on the winning end, has been on the losing end a couple of times, so knows how to work through the emotions of the four-quarter game that is the Super Bowl with the season on the line. So I, it's hard for me to bet to bet against Patrick Mahomes. I wasn't going to do it, even with the bum ankle a week ago after all the talk about Burrowhead and all the talk about Joe Burrow, Owens, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs they haven't lost. They've won like, three, four in a row, five in a row. They've won all those games. I am not going to be that guy. I wasn't that guy last week, and since we're already here and I picked the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl before the postseason started, I am not nots not, nots nots not going to do it again give me Patrick Mahomes give me Andy Reid give me the Kansas City Chiefs this team has been doubted in terms of the the horses that they have up front it's a different wide receiver group than a year ago it's a different defense than it was a year ago and everybody at, at every turn has thought this team doesn't have enough to get there well here they are they're here and in these types of moments there are some big players that step up and who would you rather have in that moment than Patrick Mahomes the two-time MVP former Super Bowl MVP former Super Bowl champion he's been here he's been on both ends of the coin he's going to want to win another one I am not betting against that guy and if they lose on Sunday because of all of the things I talked about how good the Eagles are and how good they've been this season that's fine but the Eagles path to the Super Bowl has not been the path to the Super Bowl that the Chiefs have had the Chiefs have been tested I think a little bit more here on this journey for the Philadelphia than the Philadelphia Eagles give me Patrick Mahomes give me Andy Reid. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs winning another Super Bowl there you go my diatribe there on the Super Bowl on Sunday and then we turn the page Monday, we turn the page. We turn the page towards the Derek Carr sweepstakes that feels like it's winding down. We turn the page towards the Colts and Cardinals finalizing their head coaching searches. Those feel like those are going to wrap up pretty quickly next week. And then we turn the page into prioritizing the big dates. The big dates on the calendar for the franchise tag. The big dates on the calendar for when free agency open. The big dates for trades. All of these things that we are going to see in what I think is going to be a very, very chaotic and fun and exciting offseason. The NBA trade deadline was a lot of fun a couple of days ago. I hope the the NFL offseason can provide us that level of chaos uh, and anarchy and fun and rumors and news and all of the things that came with the last what 24 48 hours uh, in the NBA trade window it's going to happen over a longer period of time for the NFL but the NFL knows a way to keep themselves in the news so we get to turn the page to that on Monday so one more game I think we'll all enjoy it it'll be a good one and then we can turn the page towards some of the roster construction stuff that we are going to have uh, during the offseason hope everybody had a great week a great Friday one more game to go hope everyone uh, enjoys their Sunday festivities hope everyone is safe with their Sunday festivities Uh, and uh, I appreciate you making this show a part of your day whenever you listen to it however many of the episodes each and every day and week that we put these out that you listen to them thanks to Ben Online for their continued support of the podcast hope everybody has a great weekend enjoy the game on Sunday talk to y'all on Monday